Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast, and we meet every week to discuss REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, and when I say we, I'm referring to Mick Berry, my partner in crime here and co-author of Stage Fright, uh, Chris Rossini, our tech engineer, and me, Dr. Michael Edelstein, I'm a clinical psychologist and practitioner of REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, which is a radical approach to therapy, or it was when first formulated by Albert Ellis uh, starting in 1953. And he uh, posited that our emotions don't come from situations rather they come from our thinking about situations. And that means it's what we tell ourselves that creates our upset emotions, anxiety, depression, anger, and um, other procrastination, addiction. So if you're anxious or depressed, that's a red flag saying, Look for your thinking, particularly your must thinking. I must do well and get approval, otherwise I'm not good. You must treat me well, otherwise you're not good. Or my life must go well, otherwise uh, you're, my life is horrible. By the way, Mick, I've lost the uh, screen. So if you have a question, rather than raising your hand, which I won't be able to see, just chime right in. Okay. All right. Today, All right. I'm sorry, Mick, did you want to say something? No, 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 no. Today, we're going to be discussing couples counseling, couples problems, and REBT. So um, if you have a, a relationship with anyone, it could be a love relationship or a friendship relationship, there are some things to keep in mind in order to improve your relationship or make it a great relationship. So I'll start with one thing to keep in mind, and that is, as John Gottman, the author of Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work, says, use the five-to-one ratio, which means for every one criticism or negative comment you give to your partner have at least five positive feedback, some items of appreciation. I have a uh, question, Michael. Sure, sure, go on. Yeah. How does one tally this up? It seems to me it'd be awfully tedious to just say, okay, that was one there, and now I'm going to do five here. Seems to me you just have to ballpark it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you're normally not going to tally it up. So just it's a rough estimate. Just uh, try to overload positive feedback. And I suppose one could also say, hey, I'm going for a 20 to 1 ratio, positive yeah. to negative. Absolutely. The more positives, the better. People love appreciation, approval, recognition. So that's always great. I have something to say along those lines when you're ready. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I recently have uh, a very close friend 
and we've had some great difficulties. But this close friend of mine and I have a wonderful habit of never criticizing the other person, saying you're a self, you're so selfish, or you don't listen, or we always are complimenting each other on uh, splendid characteristics. But we have had some great difficulties. But I've observed this, and this friend of mine has also said that what we like about each other is even in the most very difficult moments, we maintain respect for each other and we do not criticize or come down on each other at all. And by maintaining respect, what I mean is we don't ever say anything that's hurtful to each other. Nothing, I don't think we're ever critical. We'll sometimes say, you know, this is a habit you have, you might be able to do better at, but we always we always feel supported and cared for. Okay, that's great. That's great. Uh, number two is to state your preference. So rather than giving orders to your partner, like uh, pick up your clothes or don't shout at me or lend me $100, it's much better to put it in the format of I prefer X. How do you feel? I prefer after you take off your clothes at night, you don't throw them on the floor, but you put them in a drawer or in the laundry. How do you feel about that? Or rather than just don't shout at me, I prefer you speak more softly. How do you feel about that? So it's I prefer X. How do you feel? And, uh, and then uh, how do you feel is often left out, but that's very important to get your partner's uh, agreement or discussion about that and to work things out if they don't agree with your preference and uh, see what you can come up with that's mutually I a, agreeable. I have a thought on that, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I think using the words is a good idea uh, because if we're not particularly feeling that way, then we know we can at least use the words. So the words will not be harsh to hear. But what's preferable, what is the best scenario, I think you'll agree, is to fully embrace that nothing that we want is anything we have to have. And if we want something from somebody else, if we're requesting it, if we know that we don't have to have it, then the tone of our voice and whatever words we choose will most likely reflect an accepting attitude rather than a demanding attitude towards the other person. And yeah. people will generally pick up on that. So you don't have to, the word, word choice is very important. But if you are owning that nothing we want is anything we have to have, if you really own that, then so many good things follow out of that. Yeah, yeah, very good. And <laughs> we'll double back to that a little later. Uh, another principle, when you have a problem and you want to work it out, is what I call be forward-looking, not backward-looking. In other words, when you discuss a problem uh, or state your preference, rather than dredging up the past and bickering about who did what to whom and what happened in the past, just state what you would like in the future. Uh, so there's no, never any reason I've come across in working with couples why it's necessary to rehash the past. So be forward-looking in these discussions. 
uh, rather than backward looking. I agree. Right. Okay, good. Another principle that I recommend to couples uh, is to have a regularly scheduled relationship discussion. So it's useful to check in on a regular basis with each other to see how the relationship is going. And Mick, in the early stages of our relationship, you were very good at that, and you, you asked for my feedback about how our relationship is going, if you recall. Well, what I recall is I think I wasn't very good at it, and you were patient, and I got better. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, so uh, many couples I work with schedule it for uh, over a meal once a week or the relationship discussion when things are rather quiet, say a Saturday morning at 11.15 to, to 11.30. But it is important to to uh, schedule that and discuss things and start with the positives. What are some positives that have been going well lately before you launch into some things you'd like to see improved? And an important thing about the regularly scheduled relationship discussion is the last thing in the discussion uh, is to schedule the next one, a, a specific time, date, day, because if you just say, well, we'll, we'll do this again sometime, then it could easily be lost. Yeah, and I also think, Michael, when you have a relationship with somebody else, uh, knowing that the person is devoted to the relationship is something that you carry with you all the time. And following through on the meeting of we're going to talk about the relationship at this time, when that is followed through, then both people feel they greater trust. Just doing that alone adds a great deal of trust to the relationship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I would also like to throw out the times in my life when I haven't been in a relationship I practice couples relationship ideas with friends. Now it's not as uh, the emotions are not as high, the stakes aren't as high, but they're still there. And I practice doing these things with friends. So if any, and even when I'm in a couple, I still practice them with friends. So these are things that can be done across the board. Yep, yep, yep. As I mentioned earlier, so. That's important, so thanks for reinforcing that. And uh, another principle is to focus solutions on what uniquely works rather than what most people would do or what's fair or unfair. But if uh, you ask your partner to say to you, I love you a thousand times a day, well, that seems a little odd. But if that's okay with your partner, then that uniquely works for the two of you. If it's not, then your partner could say, well, uh, let's discuss that further. It doesn't work for me. Another uh, principle I got from John Gottman is called the three turnings, turning toward, turning away, and turning against. And what that means is when someone makes a simple comment, there are three things you could uh, respond with. One is you could respond with 
uh, being on the same page. So suppose your partner says, it's a beautiful day today. Turning toward would be, yes, isn't it wonderful? I'm looking forward to the day. Turning away would be just commenting on something else, such as, uh, it's a beautiful day today. I'm looking forward to lunch, which is a very different subject and doesn't really reinforce the idea that you heard what your partner said and you were listening. And then the worst turning is turning against. So your partner says, it's a beautiful day today. And you say, how could you be so concerned with something petty like the weather? Let's talk about more important things. So that would be turning again. So try to practice turning toward. And uh, finally, as uh, Mickey said earlier, practice unconditional other acceptance. Remember that your partner is an imperfect human who acts imperfectly, and when they act poorly, then accept them as the imperfect human they are. That doesn't mean you like what they did, but it means you don't rate them as totally bad people because you rate their what they said or what they did as undesirable. So those are my uh, main principles for having a good relationship. Mick, did you want to uh, put in some final words? Well, I think also unconditional self-acceptance, recognizing that we are fallible human beings is a great way to practice unconditional other acceptance because it's all about accepting ourselves and it's all about acceptance. And so as we get better at accepting ourselves, we can also get better at accepting other people. So you don't even need to have anybody else around to practice acceptance because when we go throughout the day, we often make mistakes. And rather than putting ourselves down, we can put the behavior down. We can dislike the behavior and we can reject the behavior in the sense of, I don't want to settle for that behavior, but I can unconditionally accept myself. And then it's an easy jump to start applying that to other people. So you don't even need to be in a relationship in order to practice relationship skills just with yourself. Exactly. And also, if you watch a movie or read a book about couples relating, you could point out to yourself what they did well, what they did poorly, and practice that way also. Right. And often movies do depict things accurately in terms of human behavior, and you can recognize when somebody is doing something that's destructive to the relationship. I'm thinking of one thing in particular. Shall I mention the movie? Sure, briefly. In, in Annie Hall, after performance, Diane Keaton gives singing, in which he, it's wonderfully successful. She's approached by Paul Simon to be invited to a gathering to, per, to discuss her career, and Woody Allen is not supportive and resists her attending this. And that is not be contributing to the well-being of your partner. And that is the kernel of the demise of their relationship right there. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Okay, good. Okay, so uh, 
to summarize, I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist. My partner here is Mick Berry, and we have uh, these podcasts and YouTube discussions pretty much every week. If you'd like to be a guest on it, sometimes we do have guests. Let us know if you uh, liked this video and this discussion. Give us a thumbs up. Suggest subjects that you'd like us to discuss. And take a look at my website, 3minutetherapy.com, which is also the name of my book, 3-Minute Therapy. And uh, the word three is spelled out. And subscribe to the 3-Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.